everybody, welcome back to another episode of Marcus Aurelius's Meditations for Modern Life, presented by myself, Adam Bates. Guys, I've got a little special announcement to make, we've got something interesting coming up on the show. Even more interesting than what we normally do, that is. <laughs> um, I've actually got a, another guest interview lined up. Um, for those of you who remember, I did interview Donald Robertson, um, who's the author of a number of books on Marcus Aurelius. Um, th- those episodes you can find if you scroll down, right? Um, now, there's, there's a person that was a massive influence on my life. Um, and it's, I think I would have touched on the name before. And there's some, it, it basically was something that blew my mind many years ago. Um, and then I delved into and studied all their work. And, you know, it did lead me then on to add in stuff of my own and whatever. But um, it, it set off a path, right? Um, and, and, you know, a lot of the stuff that I talk about, came from this person so when I touch on things like values that term came from this person um, I was forced on the route in life myself where I got to see this beautiful balance of like the challenges leading to greatest blessings and stuff like that and as I was being forced to see that I'd soon then discovered this person's work and they talked about this in a wonderful sort of way um, uh, you know they actually have like scientific processes called a quantum collapse process where you go through things in your life by scientific means to help you restore that balance um you know they then touched on things like i touched on these episodes like putting people on pedestals which i've done before um touched on in previous episodes the concept of your own unique values um, and it was their work that then actually coincided and slowly led me into the philosophy side of things and wanting to learn and delve more. And it's one reason, the you know, combination of my own life experiences, um, being mentored in a way by that person and also, which meant that when I picked up Marcus Aurelius's book, it all just kind of made sense, right? They could understand it all really clearly. Uh, that person is Dr. John Demartini. Um, I am going to be interviewing him on the 3rd of October. And of course, I will upload the interview onto this show. So that's something really exciting to look forward to. Anyway, for now, Let's get on with today's episode. We're reading from book four and it's passage 27. Either an ordered universe or a stew of mixed ingredients, yet still coherent order. Otherwise, how could a sort of private order subsist within you if there is disorder within the whole? Especially given that all things, distinct as they are, nevertheless permeate and respond to each other. And this is quite a beautiful passage. Um, it's quite a lot to unpack, actually, as well. And let's, let's go from the start. Either an ordered universal stew of mixed ingredients, but still coherent order. And then Marcus touches on the end, how things permeate and respond to each other. Now think about this, actually. If you've got a stew of ingredients, right, you could be following a recipe absolutely perfectly. And you know what that outcome's going to be, Right. But if you change the amount of just one ingredient, you're changing the way that ingredient then responds to all the others because the outcome then is going to taste completely different, is it not? So all these ingredients will actually feed off each other. You change like the amount of one and it actually changes that, that end product. Okay, it changes what the others bring to it as well. Okay, the, the overall outcome effects changes. And if you 
don't, or if you think, which I'm sure you will, that there is an order within yourself. Now that order, uh, that mean is the way the body functions, right? The way that the respiratory system links to the hormonal system. Um, you know, if you adjust certain hormones, then you're likely to get ill. Um, if you do get ill, then your hormonal levels will adjust. So an easy way to put this perhaps is say you're under stress, your cortisol level is going to rise, your testosterone level is going to drop, you're more likely to get ill, you're going to start to feel tired, your skin cells won't um, like proliferate as well. And in fact, your epigenetics, I've touched on in a previous episode as well, will mean that you're more likely to catch disease and stuff. So everything needs to work in a certain balance and harmony. If you alter one system within your body, then it's actually going to cause changes throughout the rest of your body. That's why our emotions are so important for our health, right? So we all kind of understand that. So why would you then not think that there is that same coherent and perfect order to the whole? And again, we're talking about everything working for you here, everything happening for a reason, and you just needing to see it. Understand your place in the whole, what you're meant to bring to that whole. And if you go slightly out of line and you're not actually following that path, your fate, your destiny, your calling, life's going to try to direct you that way, right? It's quite fascinating when you think of it like that. You can think also of your mind as a mix of ingredients, you know, the areas of your life, how much you value spirituality, how much you value family, how much you value finance, how much you value vocation. You know, if if you tip the balance in one of those things, it's going to affect the others. You know, I know for a fact, it's like if I um, were, so let's say, can you imagine how different I would be if I just worked for business, right? Like if, if finance was my top value, right? Above helping people, above doing what I love, everything else. So even family, right? If that was higher, I wouldn't be doing these all the time. I wouldn't be dedicating my life to my work the way that I do. I'm not saying you guys should do that, right? Because many of you probably have family and kids and stuff, and they're likely to come at number one. And if you've got family and kids, then you probably end up valuing like finances more as well as a result. And, you know, so it shifts all the things in your life. They all kind of all work together, you know, and let's just say hypothetically, and sorry, I hope you're not listening to my cat who is really my son. <laughs> Let's say hypothetically I had a child, right? Now, would that not mean that I'm then putting that child and their security often before the time that I'm going to dedicate to my work? Obviously, I know in a big part, they'll both go hand in hand, but there is going to be a change there, isn't there? Now, to help explain this a little more as well, I'm just going to read something um, that I wrote a while ago. Um, it, was just, it was just a post actually, but um, kind of helps explain this like coherent order to things and how everything in the universe is working towards this like like wonderful coherent order and you know god's fate if you like okay it's called the world in a room there's an artificial environment a huge room with artificial gases plants and animals and even an artificial climate The light, humidity and air composition is detected by a sensor which is linked to a computer in another room. Being able to detect the smallest of changes, the computer can be programmed to react to a small decrease in the level of, say, oxygen in the air by introducing more oxygen and thus providing aid to the life in the environment that will be most at risk in an oxygen-depleted environment. Thus, the animals thrive and their population continues to grow. 
However, as time passes, the thriving animals become a detriment to the plants. The plant population eventually becomes extinct by way of increasing numbers of herbivores, and thus conditions are ripe for further increases in carnivores until cannibalism ensues. Eventually, no life at all remains. But what if it were left so nature could run its course without interference? The fall in oxygen should not be seen as the issue in itself, but a symptom. A symptom of a larger increase in total animals. This leads to a higher carbon dioxide level. And the environment again favours plant life, which flourishes and results in more oxygen in the air. Obviously plants take in carbon dioxide and they release oxygen. Thus, with the readily available food and oxygen, herbivores then begin to flourish. The dominance of the herbivores provides an ideal environment for carnivores until plant life and oxygen levels fall when the cycle continues. Therefore, it must follow that the best method of sustaining an optimal environment for all is for all of nature to do its work uninhibited. But should this environment be left to evolve, we would see a need for a larger environment by way of what is ingrained at the fundamental level of all species, the survival of the species. So how can the population expand still and the fittest survive? The cannibals grow larger, stronger, but then they resort to killing each other. I should say they evolve to grow larger and stronger, but then they resort to killing each other. And so, sorry, I should say the carnivores evolve to grow larger and stronger. They then resort to killing each other, as none manage to penetrate the glass in the room. What if we then left the environment? What if we left it and we returned a few million generations later, only to find the animals have left by way of the evolution of their intelligence and they've managed to open the door? Think about that. Look at humanity now. I know we may have gone backwards in some ways, right? But that will course correct. If you look at it compared to hunter-gatherer times, you know, how we're learning new ways to feed off resources and what have you. We all play this part in the whole. It's our intelligence evolving that allows us to be able to sustain more people on the planet and no doubt find future ways to be able to do so, even if that means leaving this planet one day and living elsewhere. You see, everything is just working in this perfect, perfect balance. Now, if some, an area of your life is um, upset, you know, like if you um, haven't owned a certain area of your life, you lack confidence, what have you, someone's going to probably come into your life is actually going to feed off that, right? Probably going to make you, they're not going to come in and make you more confident. You have to do that yourself. But someone will probably take advantage of that lack of confidence. Like maybe you get bullied over it. I don't know. Something, you'll attract people into your life who will cause more pain in that area. Because what happens when you get so much pain in that area that it creates a void? What did I touch on in the previous episode with me being bullied at school for appearance, right? It creates a value in that area. You'll suddenly value feeling good about yourself. You'll probably start going to the gym. You'll start looking after yourself more. You suddenly are confident in yourself. 
And you can apply that to any area of your life. If you're having a challenge in an area of your life, it's because life is trying to direct you to take ownership of that area of your life. Guys, I hope you enjoyed the episode. I do just want to mention as well, like, well, just give a big thank you to, I mean, I, th- I think this week I've actually received messages every single day that thank me for doing this show. And, and honestly, that's, it's about the most important thing in the world to me because it's, it is what I feel that I'm here for. It is why my work is so important because I know that I can give things that other people can't, right? And I can help people in ways that other people can't, whether that's through the health of their, their body or their mind. You know, I see those two things linking together. So like, are you doing fitness or philosophy? It's both, right? Healthy body, healthy mind. And of course, they influence each other, right? <laughs> A change in one affects the other. So guys, thank you for those messages. It does mean the world to me. Um, and you know, if you are listening and have enjoyed the show, please do leave a rate and a review. And if you want to drop me a message, more than welcome to do so. You can find me on Instagram at adsfitness, same as Twitter. Instagram's probably the best way to contact me. Um, and of course, if, uh, also a big thank you to those who've left donations as well, because a few of you have, and I really, really appreciate that. You know, I have touched on some things that challenges that I've been going through. Obviously, I want to be able to do this continuously like this, right? And not have to have these periods, you know, where I'm having to switch focus to other things and take me away from doing the podcast for various reasons. So your support to the show means the world and anything else you can do to help it grow, whether that's, um, you know, through donations, but also sharing it elsewhere. Just think you share this show, you can change someone's life if they end up picking it up. Guys, thank you very much, and I'll see you next time.